0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. Simon means Simon in French, because that's where I'm from. Let's start the show with um, an interesting thought my producer had. We're talking, you know, about the different questions and, and all the, um, the DM at Rendezvous Radio, and, and thank you for that. We get a lot of them, so thank you for uh, sending me your questions and stuff. And then, you know, sometimes me and my producer, Jill, we get into it, but then at the end, you know, women are always right, and then Jill reminds me what? Simon, I know how women think. I'm one of them. What can I say to that? She's right. So I say, yes, boss, because, you know, in this show, you want to know who's the boss? I know you don't hear her voice. Trust me. Jill, that's the boss. She's the invisible boss of that show. Thank God, because uh, she directs me into the right direction. <laughs> that, that say, this show is dedicated to Jill, by the way, who's a very hard boss. Uh, you call that next. Bonjour, Athena.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What's up tonight? How can I help you?
2: Um, I got engaged about five years ago. And at the time, he was super loving and sweet and just basically he worshipped the ground that I walked on. And now Mm -hmm. um, he's just become more and more controlling. And I'm noticing like he's literally tracking me um, down to on my cell phone. And if for whatever reason he can't see where i'm at or if i stop at like um, an unexpected place it turns into this big argument when i get home or he'll call me and ask me where are you and i'm at the point now where i really don't want to marry this man that is before me so i need some help
1: okay um do you still love him
2: i think i do but i can't be with somebody that's not going to trust me, and is it's breaking down the love. It's starting to wear away.
1: Just, you know, bear with me, but you have not cheated on him in the past or anything bad has happened?
2: Not at all. I've never okay. been unfaithful, I, not emotionally. There's nothing in my behavior that has changed. It just seems to be, maybe I'm starting to see who he really is.
1: Maybe. Maybe. So if it was your best girlfriend who would call you and ask for your advice about her situation, which is yours, what would you tell your best girlfriend to do?
2: I would never tell my friend to stay in a relationship like this, and I probably need to take my own advice.
1: (laughs) Yes, you need to follow your own advice because I always ask yourself, why would I want to be with a man who doesn't trust me, who makes me unhappy, and ruin my day? Life is too precious, Athena, and I would like you to indeed courageously face a situation and get the heck out of there as soon as possible. And listen, you know, we all have the right to say yes and we all have the right to say no and all have the right to say I love you and we all have the right to say I don't love you anymore. Au revoir. And that's something that you own when you start any relationship. So I agree with you. I think you are right on and uh, I support your decision to leave this man. This is a man who's toxic now and I don't want him to make you... uh, your life toxic and intoxicated
2: uh, thank you that's what it really feels like you know some mornings I feel like I wake up and I'm drinking a cup of poison and well, you know because he's so he's so sometimes so just angry
1: you have the talk you uh, pack you organize the departure and have no guilt uh, protect yourself and stay away from toxic people even a day before get married even the day you 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 were supposed to get married if you feel like You do, out. So, Athena, I support your decision. Thank you for calling, and good luck to you.
2: Thank you, Simon.
1: Anytime. Have a good night. So, this last phone call leads to a simple question. How do you know you have entered the toxic zone in your relationship? Let's talk about that next. So, maybe you've heard my last caller. Athena said, you know, she wants to leave the relationship she's in because she says her boyfriend has no trust, makes her life hell. And then she said, I want out. And I said, you know, she said, I feel intoxicated, like a poison pill every morning, so angry, so upset, so controlling. So how do you know you're in a toxic relationship? Listen, it's very, very simple. If you don't feel happy and good as soon as your partner enters the room, calls you or texts you, and your intuition feels like either creepy, freaked out, nervous, anxious, that are the signs you've entered a toxic relationship. You have it in your intuition, the answer. Remember, if you see a text or a phone call and it feels creepy, anxious, upset, controlled, and sick, leave the person. Now, I made a mistake about that, personally. So let me share a mistake of what happened if you don't look at the red flags, next. So, you know, this show is about not to do like me, but better than me. That's why I do this show with you. Don't do like me, do better than me. So, I have been ignoring red flags many times in my life. And and it's all on me because my eyes, my <laughs> immaturity, my uh, silliness, and um, something other guys may relate to, you know, we are... Very, like uh, I said, young man, the the la la and all that gets in the way of your clear thinking. And I ended up in, in a few toxic relationships and uh, being dumped or uh, felt uh, unhappy. But the ooh-la-la or other things were so fun, so good, I didn't want to look at the toxic side. But at the end, you feel like you've been poisoned. And and so I don't want you to do like me. I don't want you to, to let the charm or the ooh-la-la or... Compliments you just get in the way of your intuition. So be careful. Just uh, keep looking for those red flags and then you'll be fine and safe. You call are next. Any questions about your relationship? Call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Katrina.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What's up tonight? How can I help you?
0: Um, I really need some advice. My former fiancé totally dropped out of my life when his mother died. We were planning a wedding. We had a venue, rings. We were discussing guest lists and dinner menus. And she got really sick suddenly and passed away. And they were really close. And he said he needed space um, and just left town. Now it's been a year and a half, and we've had little to no contact, and he wants to try again. And I don't know what to do. And I don't want to dismiss the circumstances of what he went through because losing mm-hmm. his mom was a devastating blow. But how do I know he won't bail on me if something bad happens again?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we don't know uh, he won't do it again. Uh, that's the truth. But whether the guy's done that or something else, in life, it's always the unknown. We We don't know. And so... Who doesn't there, doesn't live? So I'm going to ask you this other question. How much do you love him to the right knife on a scale of one to 10? An
0: 11. I, I love An
1: 11. That. Okay. So listen, if you take it slow and, and you talk to, about how you felt when he goes to you last time and disappeared, kind of, you know, I, I yeah. think he needs to understand how you felt, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to understand. Now, you're a big girl. He's a big boy. we're all adults. Uh, there is always a risk that he may repeat that. Or you may repeat and, and just you know ignore a red flag, or you just might also leave him. But we have only, let's say, 90 years to live. So I don't want you to live in regrets on what if. If you feel in your intuition you should do it, you know, Katrina, then you should. So this is my question. As a woman, you have this intuition. It never lies. Do you think you should go out with him again? Yes. Then right. I said, "Go for it, girl. Go for it.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Simon.
1: It's important, Katerina. You, you, we have to live. The biggest mistake is we live by fear. So don't do this. All the red right, like, flags. Okay, I understand. But also, we have nine years to live, and then never come back again. So right. get on the train of love and ride it.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm getting on. All aboard.
1: <laughs> All aboard. I like that, Katerina. So thank you so much for calling. Good luck to you and enjoy." Good night. So let me expand a little bit more on the expression who doesn't dare doesn't live. Next. So let's see if you agree with that philosophy who doesn't dare doesn't live. Meaning that if you spend all your life being afraid of what if, you know, there are people like that, Uh, whether it's for a job, whether it's for a relationship whether it's maybe to have kids, whether it's maybe to adopt something, maybe it's about uh, a road trip, maybe it's about going to a concert, maybe what if. The problem of the what if in excess brings you to the end of the answer. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter who you love, no matter where you go, no matter how much money you have or don't have, we're all going to die. And my father always told me, who doesn't dare doesn't live, Simon. So, It's not do bad, it's do good, feel good, but it's like sometimes, like my last caller, yes, you know your last relationship left you a scar, but you still love him and he still loves you. And if your intuition tells you to go, you go for it. And if you don't apply who doesn't dare, doesn't live philosophy, let me tell you what will happen next. So if you don't apply the philosophy sometimes of who doesn't dare, doesn't live, Following your intuition, I'm not saying do dangerous things, I'm saying do good things. But also risky things. You know, follow your intuition, follow your heart. Uh, without ignoring the red flags. But if you if you ignore that and you don't dare, and it starts, you may remember that, it starts late in high school. You're so anxious to say I love you, maybe you're 16, 17, 18, I don't know, but I remember how anxious I was, you know, and then some people will do it it will be rejected or not, and some people will never do it, and that for the rest of their life. And then you get very bitter. And when you're a bitter person, the problem is it's too late. So it's not to play with danger. It's to love life to the fullest. It's the joie de vivre philosophy. It's the carpe diem philosophy. Because no matter what you do, what you say, what you own, what, who you've been with, there's an end date for all of us. And we're never coming back. Keep that in mind, you call the next. If you have a feel-good or romantic story you want to share with me, call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Gretchen.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Gretchen. So, I understand you have a very sweet and romantic story between you and your partner that you would like to share on my show.
0: Um, Yes, definitely. So, I have been with my husband for 10 years. um, When we very first started dating, He got me a card, um, a birthday card, and drew a little dinosaur inside of it just to be silly. Um, He called it, like, Mm -hmm. Frederick the Birthday Dinosaur, and I did it back to him because our birthdays are close together, so in his birthday card, I drew a girl dinosaur back to him, and so every year um, since that very first birthday together, we have drawn dinosaurs in each other's cards, and we've gotten this, over the decade, a collection of dinosaurs, and it's grown so much that we have a whole house, a room in our house um, dedicated to our little loved enemy <laughs>
1: It It's super sweet. How does that make you feel?
0: So happy. I love it. I mean, I just look forward to growing it as many times as we can.
1: I know. I love that. I think it's super sweet, actually. So thank you so much for sharing that story, Gretchen. Very, very sweet. And have a good night.
0: Take care, Simon. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye, Gretchen. Coming up, let me go to my voicemail because I've got Jen who has a question about her boyfriend and the location where I think her boyfriend wants to take her. So I I don't know the details. We're going to find out next. So if you have a question for me, very easy. You leave me a voicemail. We'll play it on air. I'll answer on air. Just like for Jen's. Take a listen.
2: Hi, Simon. This is Jen. Bonjour. I just wanted to talk to you about a situation that I'm having. My man and I are supposed to be going on a vacation, a vacation, and I'm really excited about it. But the more I think about it, it dawned on me that this is the same place he always used to take his ex-girlfriend for many years. So I don't know. I was happy about it. I'm still acting happy about it. Um, But the more I think about it, the more I get annoyed. I don't know. Am I overthinking it? Should I just be happy that we're going somewhere together? What do you think? Thank you so much. Let me know.
1: Au revoir. Au revoir, Jen. Uh, Good question. How should you feel if your partner is taking you on vacation to a place that he took his ex before you? Uh, I'll tell you what I think next. So what should you do if your new partner is taking you to a vacation where you find out he took his ex before you? Would you be upset? Should you be feeling frustrated, or should you enjoy it? That's the reason why Jen left me a voicemail. So here's my answer to you, Jen. I think you should enjoy it. Listen, let's be very real. Uh, we all have had the past life, and whether we go there or there, or at home, when you go to his home, you know, the same place he had, his ex. that doesn't exist anymore. So we can't look back at the ex. What's before us is none of our business. You know, I'm not saying you should take, for instance, the ring from somebody else, or the, no, none of that. But when it comes to vacation or furniture, it's like I, I'm like, I don't really care. So that's my opinion. Have a great vacation and enjoy. Don't worry about the ex. Um, what matters is you and him now. She's gone. You call the next. Bonjour, Michel.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. What is going on tonight? How can I help you?
2: Oh, my goodness. So I just had a baby. And my husband and I have been dying to go on a date night, but we don't really feel comfortable leaving anyone with the baby yet. So yep. I was just wondering if there's anything you could suggest that would be like a nice time for just the two of us, like after the baby goes to sleep.
1: So just curious, you live in a one bedroom or two bedrooms. What, what kind of uh, home arrangement do you have?
0: Uh, one bedroom.
1: Okay. So, where does the baby sleep?
2: So, the baby sleeps in our room, um, but we also, we have a crib that has wheels on it, so we could obviously, like, take the baby (laughs) wherever. Mm -hmm. um, I see.
1: (laughs) Lately, uh, when you say date night, would it be possible to, for instance, decide together every Friday or Saturday night to choose a a theme of food and wine, and then uh, while the baby is asleep, you guys cook together when one cooks and the other one clean or whatever, and then it's a dinner at home. So so it doesn't feel like we just eat the same food as usual. And then for the ulala afterwards, what matters is not to repeat the same routine too many times because then it won't work. So uh different place of the house, from the shower to this to that, <laughs> whatever. What I don't, I can't really say on radio, but you you get my drift. Like creative <laughs> location, totally. just because. It's not just the ulala. It's the atmosphere. It is the food. It is the flavor. It is you get dressed up. So you put a nice shirt, you put whatever you like to wear. And like it's a it's a theme. Friday night date and then we, we pick special food from the country we like and flavors and then we can ulala before, after or both or what you know what I mean? Like that.
0: Oh, I like I like
2: that idea of the different um, cultures or different flavors for each date night.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think different. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to do that. I'm single, so I'm not going to do that. I do it by myself. <laughs> but I, but I've, I've, i think that date night is not just about the same dinner every Friday or Saturday and the same ooh la. It's about new flavors, dressing differently, making things different. And you know, you put the baby in a place where you can hear it, but he doesn't hear you, basically. <laughs> okay. So enjoy. All those dates, all the food, all the romance, and uh, that, that is good for you. And, and happy parents, happy baby. Let's not forget that.
0: Uh, thank you, Simon.
1: You're most welcome. Thank you, Michelle, and have a good night.
2: You too, Simon.
1: Have you ever grown apart from someone you were dating, even though you still love them? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever grown apart from someone you were dating? even though you still love them. I wanted to know what you thought about this. So I posted on my social media, at ReneVoo Radio. Here are the results. 83% of you voted, yes, I have, grown apart from someone I was dating, even though I love them. 17% said, no, I have never grown apart from someone I was dating when I love them. Um, I have. I have um, two occasions. Maybe the routine, maybe the monotony, maybe... Maybe it's me. I don't know. But that has happened to me. Thank you so much for voting, by the way. And also, merci beaucoup. Thank you very much for spending this late night with me. Merci et bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon
2: Marcel.